For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this special edition of Political Straight Talk. I'm your host, the Political Superman, with our co-host, the Bayou Political Whatever. <laughs> anyway, the time, 10.15 on the East Coast, 7.15 on the West Coast, and, you know, tonight's just going to be kind of a hodgepodge. So if anybody, we'll go ahead and start out, if anybody's got a particular issue or thought that they want to bring up, go ahead and we'll do that at the first part of the show instead of the end, primarily because my attention is elsewhere at the moment. So go ahead. Mark, I know you have something. I have something I'm going to to, – put forth tonight but expand on. Um, Anyone who uh, studies history knows that after major revolutions started with war and the economic distress of war. We know that from the American Revolution, French uh, Revolution, even the uh, the Bolshevik Revolution and the Chinese Revolution. And that's something that I want to explore further on. So starting in the next few days on Ragtag, we're going to be doing we're going to be doing a few things to, uh, to touch base on that. What's concerning me is all the economic and the doomsday scenarios put forth in the media and by Congress and even by the president for uh, for the most for the most part. How it looks like something bad can turn this country if we don't be careful and don't watch it. So um, I'm going to start with that, and I'm going to uh, give the, the teaser tonight, and we're going to go into further detail over the next few days. That's okay. all for me for now. All right. Who's next? I know there are people that have topics they want to talk about, so let's get them out there. add something. Um, today, um, Joe Biden mentioned that he would like to talk to the White House and, and hey, uh, give some strategy for, yes. Host, host the call for a bit. Okay. Joe Biden came out today. He said that he would love to talk to the White House to discuss strategy with Trump. I think this is just a veiled attempt of uh, Joe Biden to remain relevant. Because yeah. for the most part, you have Donald Trump that's been on television every day since yeah. this corona thing happened. And since we're not really talking politics with this coronavirus, Joe Biden's been on the back burner. Joe Biden's been studying the Denny's menu, make sure the, all the puddings are on there, and watching his refrigerator and watching his campaign implode on itself. And for the most part, you have the Democrats who have said, 
uh, it's there's no point in having primaries anymore because of the risk to the people, and it's another way to screw Bernie out of the nomination. So you have Joe Biden who's trying to remain relevant, which is quite funny when you have uh, the commander-in-chief commanding and chiefing his way to re-election. <laughs> I agree. Now, now there is uh, something that I would I'm, I'm going to have Barbara put in the link later on after the, the call, but there is the model from the University of Washington model for Corona. And according to this model, America will, the peak of the virus should hit sometime in May, in early May, with decreasing down towards in, in, into the summer. Uh, this, this link's also going to have your state so when the peak by from your state can happen, and, and there's a host of great information on this thing. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna send it to Barbara so she can post it on the um, on the Ragtag Facebook page. Okay. And it'll be there for anyone who's not uh, who's not listening to this call live. Okay. I will do that. And it's COVID-19 projections. That's the... Uh... Okay. Uh, can we discuss the IRS and what they're trying to do? What about it? They... Well, they came out Monday and said that um, after the law, after the language was already put in, to the $2.2 trillion stimulus package that Social Security people, disabled people, veterans, yada, 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 would not have to file taxes in order to get their stimulus check. Now the IRS is saying, oh, yes, you do. Well, the thing is that they're going to be using two different groups. They're going to be using the uh, the information given through the tax forms, through the IRS. So those people who filed taxes in 2018 and or 2019 already, but that's okay. Their information is their information is already on file. So as far as the IRS is concerned, the only ones that they are worrying about are the ones who have people on file. I think. What's confusing is the ones that are not on file, the ones that don't usually have to, that don't uh, file Social Security, ta- uh, I'm sorry, don't file um, with the IRS, their, their information is in a separate place, be it uh, Department of Agriculture for food stamps or Department of Treasury for um, Social Security. It's all, it, it, there's a few different um Departments that have to come together to get all that information. So, I'm sorry, the Social Security Administration, not uh, not the, the Department of Treasury. Yeah, the, yeah, the Department of Treasury does send out the Social Security checks. Oh, yes, they do. Yeah. So, so how, why couldn't they just pick up the phone and call these two agencies and let's get together? Now you've got people. Who because may not that would be make able. too much sense. 
Yeah, so well, I, I think for the most part, it's the the way that I interpreted the wording of the bill. You are going to be eligible if you don't if you make under a certain amount of money. This stimulus is this is not a stimulus for people who are unemployed for for the most part. Right. The the the, the, the twelve hundred dollars that we're getting is to boost the economy once this thing is over. And for the most part, once people have been quarantined or sheltered in place for so long, they're gonna want they're gonna go stir crazy. And when they're able to go out and do things again, you're gonna see a boom. And that money that was that that's gonna be let out of the, of the treasury, the treasury is gonna recoup that. I believe they're gonna recoup that. Maybe not by this year, but they're going to recoup it soon, just in the revenue that's going to be made after this this uh, shelter-in-place thing is over with. Once the emergency action is over with, you're going to have a, a, a surge in the economy. And that's what this stimulus bill is helping to do. It's helping to I get understand. the economy started when it starts, when it, when I it happens. But why, so why is the IRS now saying, oh, you have to fill out the simple form in order to get your money. In other words, if I don't file a tax return, I'm up the creek. But here's the thing. That's what the IRS is saying. What is the Social Security Administration saying? What is the Department of Treasury saying? What is the president saying? Well, the president, thank God, John Roberts from Fox News, did ask that question toward the end of the briefing. And President Trump said he would look into it and see what's going on. But there was specific language in that bill that said these people do not have to file a tax return to get their money. So now is the IRS going to supersede that? I mean, well, if the bill no, if the bill says you don't have to file a tax return to get the money, then that's what the bill says. The not according the IRS to the IRS. Is just a, the, the, the IRS may not know what the rest is. The left hand may not know what the right hand is doing at this point. The, the IRS I think it's whatever because they wants, don't know where everybody that, is. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I think I think you're right as well. But there's there's going to be a few different agencies that are going to get together and say, okay, we this is the role we have. This is the role we have. Let's cross reference. Okay, you can't don't pay him twice. Don't pay her twice. But there, it's going to be. There's, there's going to be a lineup of who's getting what, and are they couples? Do they have children? Things like that. And for the most part, I think everyone who everyone should at least send their information to the IRS and do a simple form. Why? Because you may have you may have some money coming back, or you may owe some taxes on Social Security, whatever the, whatever it is. If they, if I owed taxes, they would have caught it by now. <laughs> they would have certainly caught it by now. I've, I've heard of people who not Listen, followed I don't for think 30 it has years. To do with people. Listen, I don't think it has to do with people that get Social Security. I don't think it has to do with people that have some kind of information with the IRS. I think it has to do with people that don't have information with the IRS. Okay? So, 
I think it's a whole much ado about nothing, and it's going to work itself out. I'll wait, I'll wait for the president. President said he was going to look into it, so I expect in the next couple of days we'll hear about it. The only thing I will say, if you get a phone call from anyone about this, uh, this stimulus package, hang up on them because it's a scam. Because yeah. the IRS will never call your house. The IRS will send you a letter, either certified or just plain by mail. They won't, they won't send you a text. They won't send you a tweet. They won't send you an email. They're going to do it by letter. Mm-hmm. And if anyone calls, no matter who it is, asking you about this stimulus or telling you how to get this stimulus, it's also a scam because they're not going to do that. For the most part, if, the, if you have... If you have direct deposit on a Social Security check, a Social Security disability check, a welfare situation, or a or you sent your money, or sent your uh, your information to the IRS for a direct deposit for a tax return, they have your information, and you should be getting that if the bank if if the account is still valid at the bank. If not, <clears throat> then you're going to have issues. But for the most part, even, um, even these prepaid cards that that, that uh, federal accounts will will follow, those are all those are all in the uh, the mix as well. So unless in three months you don't get any money, then you start questioning. Anything else, Barbara? No. That's all I had to say about that. Thank you. Sorry. But there's no cough button on the phone. Okay, did anyone hear about the guy in, is it New York or New Jersey, yesterday that the uh, the FBI raided his place or raided his warehouse because he was hoarding masks and ventilators, well, and, and supplies, not just ventilators. Yeah, that can come across life. From what I from what I read about the story, the the gentleman was uh was stockpiled with gloves, masks, and a few other items, and was selling it to the highest bidder. The uh, FBI came in with. I guess um, price. I guess because he's price because he's price gouging, came in and raided him, where he proceeded to cough on one of the agents and telling the agents that he had the coronavirus. The man has been charged also with um, with assault. Now should. Should people let's talk about what the penalty should be for something like that? Is that is that tantamount to terrorism, or is it just simple battery? I mean, simple assault. Well, who did he the, hit? The, the threat. No, the threat that you had. That say I, I got pulled over by the police. I'm on my way to do whatever the hell I wanted to, and I'm put over by the police. If I call on the policeman and say I have corona, 
that yeah. police officer in turn will charge me with assault. Yeah, it can be now, described as terrorism. In, a, in certain cases, I, I believe in certain cases you, sh- you could be charged with terrorism as well if it's a group of people. Like me going into Walmart. If I go into Walmart and announce on the loudspeaker that I sneezed and coughed all over the produce section and spit on 18 various items throughout the store, is that terrorism? Do you think I could be charged with terrorism at that point? Yeah, because there was one Even case just I'm... like that. There was one case just like that, I forget where it was. Um, and this woman walked in sneezed on different products in a Walmart, I think, and or some store, and they had to turn around and throw out $35,000 worth of food because this person did that, and she was arrested, and she was charged with what I think is domestic terrorism. Yeah. I, I, I did read it. That, that was a, uh, a grocery store in... I want to say Missouri, somewhere in the, uh, the Midwest. Yeah. <clears throat> now, of course, uh, grocery stores and Walmart and places like that, they do have insurance for things like that. It's not the point. It's not the point where they have insurance. I know it's, I know it's not the point. I know it's not the point. And for the most part, most grocery stores and, and most Walmarts will not take a person like that to court. Because it looks bad, it makes them look bad by doing that. Even though that what is, about, should be one of the. What about the kids? It should be that the first thing. <clears throat> what about the What about the kids that were running in and breaking ice cream cones? They had to throw all that out. So. Well, yeah, yeah that's considered that's, that's considered a federal offense because that's product tampering, and. Honestly, if the feds wanted to get involved with those cases in a Walmart or people that are going to grocery stores and, and claiming that they have corona and they're coughing on things like that, if the feds get involved, I think that would be a great idea. But for the most part, the the grocery store itself will probably not do something like that just because of the, the, uh, the negative publicity to them. <clears throat> Now, that brings us to my next question. Are we at the point where we need to keep these businesses, these grocery stores open at all times? No. And I Walmart. say that because you, you have a greater risk of a catching something. What's that? We need to get everybody back to work. I understand that, but I would love to get everyone back to work. <laughs> but you're seeing you're seeing a lot of young people who are carrying the disease. They're asymptomatic, and they're spreading it very easily. And for the most part, if you go into your local grocery store, your local Walmart, your local whatever, who is usually on the register? You're not going to find an 85-year-old person on the register. You're going to find young men and young women on those registers who possibly have been exposed to the virus, can be carrying the virus, 
and not show any symptoms. I think for the most part, the reason why it took so long for people to start getting symptomatic in the United States is because you had a lot of young people who had the virus but had no symptoms. They went do whatever they did. And you have pockets like New York City, uh, New Orleans, Seattle, places where these people traveled that were asymptomatic. And what happened? They went ahead and the community spread. They passed it along to grandma and grandpa at the nursing home maybe, or they passed it to someone on the Mardi Gras float uh, route, the parade route, or what have you, and it it just ballooned from there. Now, we want to do social distancing, but do we want to continue to go to grocery stores where you don't know if little Johnny who's stocking up the eggs over there has been exposed to corona? And I know there's been talk of some uh, retail outlets taking the temperature of their employees when they're punching into work. And honestly, that's that's well and good. But if you're asymptomatic, meaning you have no symptoms, you don't have the the cough, you don't have the sneezing, you don't have this, you don't have that, you don't have the fever, how do you know you're not carrying the virus? And especially when you go to a Walmart or you go to a major... um, grocery store, where where you have people freaking out and panicking. You don't know what each person in that store has, but little Jimmy, who's um, putting out the eggs, has come in contact with 25 people. What's the odds that he catches it? Depending on the, the area, it's very high. Now, what I'm proposing is that we may need to think about getting enough supplies for two weeks and saying we're not going out again. There's no point of us going out again. And if you have to close a Walmart for a day or two or close the customers for a day or two just to replenish the shelves, that may be a great idea as well. Also, I know everyone talks about the self-checkout, uh, self-checkouts at Walmart and at various other outlets, and they can't stand them because you don't have a per- you don't have a person doing this and that. You, you, you're doing the job that a cashier should be doing. I think that the self-checkout is the best idea at this point for what's going on, because you're not interacting with the person who's checking your groceries, because you're checking out your groceries. You honestly don't have to really touch much of anything. And if you do, let's say put a pair of gloves or put something by the register or bring something to do what you need to do by the register. You need to have wipes there, sanitary wipes to uh, wipe down that... um, surface before you use it. I was just thinking about that. Well, you say that, and that should be, usually there's uh, there's one cashier 
who mans four yeah. self-checkouts. Right. And it wouldn't be hard to get someone to just wipe them off after every customer. Mm-hmm. Or if there's a if there's a line every two customers. I mean, but it, it's it's not that hard to check out your groceries without touching everything. Mm-hmm. For the most part, self checkout scan they will activate as soon as you scan your first item. Right. Just a side now, note. One here. issue. One issue that really gets on my nerves is how the media is teaching everyone how to wash their hands. Now, I understand that a lot of people don't wash their hands on a regular basis, even though they should. But the the idea that you have to wash for 20 seconds, and here's, a, here's various songs you can sing with it. But I learned early on in life to how to wash your hands. Probably kindergarten, when I first started school, the first thing the teacher did when she brought us to lunch on the first day of kindergarten was wash your hands before you eat and uh, sing this song, uh, Jack Kidju went up the hill and, you know, whatever the teacher taught you how to taught you to do. And it's a little bit um, condescending by the media and some of these outlets that are teaching you how to wash your hands when you should have known for your most of your life. But on the other hand, the reason why the media has to teach us this is because we're not washing our hands. We're not washing our cell phones. We're not doing a lot of things that we should be doing which may be the reason why this, this this virus is spreading the way it is. Okay, any comments? Well, I disagree on the part where you say they shouldn't be teaching people to wash their hands. I think quite the opposite because there are so many people out there that don't know how to wash their damn hands. And plus, Walmart is closing at 8.30. Progress is closing at 9. And they do that because now the staff can go and restock the shelves or whatever they get in on a truck. So... You know, that's the reason why they're closing so early. So, and I'm making a point when I see somebody stocking, just thank you. Don't need to give them encouragement. What you making today? Tune-up kits for weed eaters. Listen, let me tell you, it has thrown me so far behind. I had to redo some because I messed up, and it has thrown me so far behind. It's not even fun. You got to do this on top of what you... 
Huh? You have to do this on top of your other work? Um, no. Wow. I was just reading in the local paper that um, the CMA Fest that they usually have in Nashville has been canceled to next year. Yep. CMA Fest is done. Bonnaroo's done. Oh, I thought they'd be still for Bonnaroo for September. Unless they change their minds again. Well, they're lucky because the farm where they do Bonnaroo is not used any other time of the year. But as far as I understood it, it was canceled. That's probably a good idea. Did y'all hear that Wilmington has been canceled this year? Yeah, but Ooh. that's not a surprise. Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Oh, okay. The problem with that is they can't really move it up. They can't move it up or down anywhere because of how many games that need to be played. And a lot of those yeah. games are played later at night while the sun's still up in England. Mm-hmm. The sun does go down in London. <laughs> it goes down about nine, ten o'clock in in in, in no, London. No, it does on, not. I'm in there summer. In summer. No. In the summertime. In the summertime, it goes down about nine here too. Yeah. But no, even during the winter time, they stay on the uh, same clock as we do, and it gets dark at four thirty. So. Yeah, but they're further north as well. Yeah. They're a good 2,000 degrees. No. A good 2,000 miles north or more north than uh, where I am. The only place it doesn't apply to is Alaska. What's that? The only place it doesn't apply to is Alaska because they've had those months where the sun stays up and then it stays dark. <clears throat> is it Juneau, Alaska that's on about the same uh, latitude as uh, London? London? Oh, wow. Okay. England is way up there, yeah. You, you should know when you when you were a nurse during World War One and Two. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, well, yeah, memories a little bit. Yeah. It was 100 years ago, I understand. It's snowing, it's snowing in Alaska. Yes. It's... Guys, I apologize. Yeah. I will, as soon as I'm done working, I'll pick it up a little bit, but... Right now, you guys okay. kind of have to spend for yourselves. Don't worry about it. I understand. So, Amanda, tell everybody about the article that you posted yesterday and part of what I posted today about doctors classifying everything as. Cor- what is it? Corona. 
I, I, did, I didn't hear what you said. I'm sorry. Doctors classifying everything as corona. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I had um, so a friend on my page. Um, she kind of borders between, you know, a uh, conspiracy theory and, you know, but then she she looks a lot into politics, too. But she um, had posted something, and I thought, hmm, and I, I read it. And there were lots of nurses on there um, that she's friends with responding how um, the hospitals are not busy. There are actually um, low census. Nurses are taking time off. Um, that people have died from flu or pneumonia and it has been listed on the death certificate as coronavirus. Um, Then there was another instance where an 83-year-old, the granddaughter had said that the 83-year-old grandmother had fell into like a door frame mm-hmm. and had to be put in the hospital and she ended up dying and they put her as COVID-19 oh for her death. And there was just, it was just pages upon pages upon pages of people responding to her and telling mm-hmm. her this. She also has a friend in Italy that's a nurse, and the nurse in Italy said the same thing, that um, she was working with these two patients in ICU, and they were both on ventilators, and um, that they passed away, and when they did, that she saw that they put um, pneumonia and influenza on the death certificate. The hmm. next day when she came back that had been changed to COVID-19. So I thought so that in other was words, interesting. So in other words, they're doing this to get more money or get more ventilators or Wow. I think it's just it's just to be lazy at their job. I know for Hurricane right. Katrina, there were a host of people who died of, say, of a heart attack or something not storm-related but died during the storm it's, or the aftermath of the storm, <laughs> and they were classified as a Katrina death. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of, a lot of the incidents – Stuff like that, you're considered part of the bigger event. Like the people who are dying right now in New York City or in the surrounding area from cancer due to uh, the World Trade Center bombing, they're mm-hmm. they're being classified as victims of the 9/11 attack. Wow! So you're still having that number because rise. Because that's ultimately what killed them. Yeah. But like I think I think with this a lot of what's going on is they don't have they don't have the test. 
they don't have the test to test them to see if they're actually uh, positive for COVID-19. So they are just taking a wild guess at it. Well, they've got the symptoms. Um, so let's go ahead and say that, you know, it's COVID-19. I don't, I don't agree with that, but. To your point, Amanda, to your point, Amanda, I was just on the phone with one of my girlfriends, and she said that one of her friends had raised holy hell with the hospital because their grandfather was was in, like, a nursing home or hospice care or whatever for Alzheimer's disease, and they COVID-19. He did not hmm. die from COVID nineteen. He he was in there for Alzheimer's, and and we're hearing a lot of that. Wow! Because most of most of these patients have uh, comorbidities, you know, uh, diabetes or something like that. Especially other ones in the nursing home. There there's a reason they're already in the nursing home because they already have an initial illness. Right. Wow. So they need to they need to really look at, you know their underlying health conditions, is that what killed them or did COVID actually kill them? Mm-hmm. And I know I think sometimes it, could, the it could be sometimes it could be difficult to rule out, but I don't think that they are really interested in that. They don't I don't think they're interested in knowing specifics in that. It's, oh, well, this person died. It's got to be COVID, so. Mm-hmm. It also has to do with, I think, the coroner in, in each area. And what the uh, what the coroner and what the, the legalese in the medical industry or around that group was going to say, it, it would be something to put, say, um, died of acute respiratory failure. On your birth, on the death certificate, uh, can the coroner say, "Well, the doctor said uh, acute respiratory failure. Uh, there's a pandemic going along around." So, yep, he he he's a he's a COVID nineteen statistic. That's why wow. I think it's laziness on on that part, and it's also political. I believe it. I believe ninety percent of what's going on in this country about this virus is political. Oh, absolutely. Especially in in places. In liberal hold strong liberal strongholds like New York City or New Orleans or on the West Coast, where let's make the president look as bad as possible. Let's see if we can get the number of deaths as high as possible. <clears throat> and if Mr. Johnny over there got a heart attack, but uh, sneezed before he had the heart attack, well, that's COVID nineteen. <laughs> Yeah, I think he coughed. Well, yeah, I'm just, I think he I'm irritated. He's holding his chest. I'm irritated more with, with, you know, after listening to Mark Levin um, today on his on his show, he was on a roll, and I completely understand where he's coming from um, about the two trillion dollar you know, infra, in, infrastructure 
stimulus that they're going to do. They're going to put people working on the roads and, you know, building all these, all these government jobs, but yet these small business jobs. What about, what about us? It doesn't matter. You're taking, you're taking away the private, private, private sector. And the government is pretty much going to start owning everything. They're going to be owning a piece well, of, you know, the the airline. And, yeah, I just, I think they need to really watch, watch that because I think that could get dangerous in time because the government well, is going to be taking the- control. There is going to be an infrastructure bill within the next month, month and a half. And this is something that the president pushed for before he was elected. And what he's really pushing for is a partnership between the private sector and the federal and the public sector. And for example, say um, Joe Blow um, Construction Company in Pennsylvania if you want to build this road right here, we'll give you the naming rights. So it'll be a partnership between this private firm and the, and the federal government, or even the state, well, for the most part, the federal government, where the naming rights go to this, car, this company for a little while. And it gives... It gives okay, those, this thing got the crap to do with naming rights. This ain't got crap to do with naming it. Okay, this well, has to do with private. Okay, well let me let me go ahead and not much. I disagree with El Rushbo, but on this one, I'm going to disagree with him. Uh, number one, government owning the airlines. It's not going to be the government owning the airlines. It's going to be the government having some say in the airlines until they pay their money back that they're going to borrow. There is precedent for this, okay? The precedent for this was with GM and Ford and the other auto companies that took the balance. Okay? And they took, they got the bailout. They got, uh, you know, they had to obey, they had to follow some rules that the government set forward. Evidently, it wasn't such a big deal because we didn't hear a whole lot about it. And these companies paid back their loans in next to no time, which is exactly what's going to happen with the big businesses that get this bailout coming up. So I'm less worried about that. And Mark Levin's got a got a point when we're trying to spend our way out of what is tantamount to a recession. Okay. Now, I agree with that point. Mark's right about that point. You can't spend your way out of a recession. However, the government already takes money for the roads, okay? And it is called the gas tax. Now, there are two parts to the gas tax. The states get a little piece of the gas tax, and the feds get the gas tax. Well, if they utilize the money for the gas tax, which they should, for roads and whatnot, then yay for them. But this this particular infrastructure bill, depending on how they choose to do it, I'm hoping 
that it's a public-private partnership because that will definitely make sure stuff gets done in a timely fashion. Um, but I am I'm less worried about the stimulus bill itself and more worried about the precedent that we're setting in a crisis. Now that is my concern. Um. But the money can take care. Of, the money will take care of itself because when people get out of their houses and stop and get back to work, the first thing they're going to want to do is go buy the things that they weren't able to buy while they were on lockdown. They're going to re-up their Netflix subscriptions. They're going to buy these things that right now they're not buying. Okay? And so I'm less worried about that. I'm more concerned about this stimulus bill that just passed, which is a whole bunch of nothing. If you want to know the truth. How successful do you think these congressmen are now coming out and trying to take back the $25 million from the uh, Kennedy Center? Are they going to be um, it's PR. That, that literally is, is PR. And I wouldn't even waste my time. Well, I'll try to do this for in the first place. Mom has one of those. Oh, that's called a steam ball. Hello? Sounds like the gang. It's all having a good time. Anyway, Mark, go ahead and take back over, please. I would like a number four with French fries and a lemon <laughs> soap. <laughs> a lemon soap. Yeah, I just made that one up. Actually, there is lemon soap. Uh, there is an article in Brightport I'm reading that the uh, that Joe Biden is telling the states to prepare for remote voting in 2020 election. Really? I can almost promise Mr. Biden that <laughs> we're going to have as close to normal elections as possible because we all know that the reason Biden is telling is saying this is because he has no shot in hell of winning unless he changes. Right. right. And of course, he was on the ticket in 2012 when Obama cheated, so <laughs> it works, but he is go- he's saying that the state um, secretary of state in each of the fifty states should get ready for remote voting. Ah, uh-huh. be it a ballot, mail-in ballot, or early voting, or things like that. Uh-huh. Hopefully, by then there's a vaccine or something, so this is not going to be that big of an issue. Get him the vaccine. Because this is, this is still another seven months away. Wow. Hey, is this going to affect the conventions? I would think it would. There's talk, well, in this same article, there's talk of a virtual, a virtual um, convention 
So I'm guessing the delegates of each state are going to remote, re, remotely cast their delegate vote for uh Well, at least they won't be able to tear up the city and burn them down. Yeah. Well, what's depressing is you won't have all these actors and actresses that are, that are going to be at, on stage at the DNC denouncing Trump for the racist, bigoted, homophobe that he is and how horrible he, a horrible job he's done in this country and all the children who have died of COVID-19 and how much Russia is just laughing at us. And, you know, the whole spear that you have in every award show, that's going to be magnified because it's the DNC stage. I'm going to miss that banner, banter. But I'm sure the DNC is going to have, say, like a living room concert where you're going to have someone like um, John Rappaport. You remember John what? Rappaport? He was on a show 20 years ago, I believe. Yeah. Well, he's, uh, he's, he, he, he's been irrelevant for the last 20 years, but, of course, he goes on Twitter and has a, um, a come-to-Jesus moment where he needs to unquarantine uh, the president's 14-year-old son. So the big bad uh, actor is um, going after the kid. Well, you know, you know who he, else will miss? Trump's kid, of course. Who's you know that? Who will miss Hillary. Oh, my God. Poor Hillary. I mean, why? talking to Joe Biden quite often, I'm guessing. They, they're comparing. Um, Joe's talking about the uh, what's on the... Um, the pudding menu at Denny's, and and Hillary's talking about what's on the what's what kind of sweets are at Golden Corral. Because I'm sure poor Hillary goes stick her face into the chocolate fountain every now and then, just to make and sure Harvey it's still Harvey. there. And Harvey Weinstein is still alive. I'm actually shocked on that one. <laughs> I think if somebody would have offed him by now. <clears throat> That's not Corona. Right. Okay. He did test positive, didn't he? Uh huh. Sure. Mhm. Well, I see I'm actually adding- wondering. I'm wondering how many of these people who are claiming to have coronavirus are just saying that to get the publicity. Yeah, because I've got a platform and they can ream Trump out since I got a platform. Yeah. Uh-huh. There you go. And my first, the first one that came out was Tom Hanks, the major. Yep. He was the uh, he was the Magic Johnson of this virus. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um. Tom Well, Tom Hanks is back in the United States. He he flew back in Monday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he and his wife both are in the state. Which makes me question if it was all true. Because I can say right now, I have been I've tested positive for for, for COVID nineteen. You can't actually check to see if I was I was tested because of HIPAA law, and it would be a headache for you to actually try to get that information because you have to file a lawsuit. Which would probably be thrown out by by any judge worth their salt. So yeah. anyone in this country can say that they have and not have it. 
Oh, and on the oh, other hand, and, and if you die of, say, a heart, a heart attack and you coughed on your way out, the doctor yeah. could say, well, that's a, that's a COVID-19 casualty right there. Let's put that to the statistics. I think, I think Hanks did it to get more money for this movie he's making. Well, if he's if he's filming a movie down there, why the hell did he why did he leave? Well, that was my whole point was how did he get tested in Australia of all places? Tested and already knew that he was positive when we were barely having a test here in the United States. Right. But it was fishy from the from the get go. But he's one of the elite. Well, I'm thinking he's that. One elite. that Australia has a lot of there's a lot there's a huge Chinese population in Australia. It's those people who tried to flee communism. They're in Australia now, and you do have some travel back and forth from China to um, Australia, and it wouldn't be unheard of for the testing for coronavirus to be in Australia earlier than the United States. Just because of the of the how close they are to one another, and because they're also good trading partners as well. Mm-hmm. I believe that Australia yeah. started starting having cases of the virus before the United States. Yeah. Publicly announced before the United States, anyway. Right. I see that. Um... Adam Schiff has emerged from his hole in the ground, and now he's going to convene a panel, much like the 9-11 and Pearl Harbor Commission. Mark this down. If they do, if they convene a damn panel that they keep hollering is like 9-11, I'm going to Mm -hmm. tell you right now, if the Democrats didn't have a damn death nail in their coffin already, they will have with this. Yeah, the American ridiculous. people do not believe for one minute that the president is lying. They do not believe for one minute that anything has been done that could have been done differently. Um, things that could have been done differently, the president has said, hey, we could have done this differently. So as far as I'm concerned, if they do this, Okay. If they do this, they've got problems. Yeah, because yeah. we all know that he's not doing it for to find out what went wrong. He's finding it's a blame game with him. Well, you know, he wants to put the blame on President Trump, and that way he'll get rid of him. Yeah, yeah. The voters, the voters, listen. The voters will know this too. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't. Don't think for one minute they won't because they will. You go. You look at the side of the Democrats right now. The Democrats are feeling almost irrelevant in this whole situation. Right. Even the even the media, which is the strong arm of the Democrats, can't do anything except for maybe cut up his press conferences off because the president has the bully pulpit at this point. Whatever he says, his words are still coming out to the American people. He's still being the comforter-in-chief. 
which is a big, big part of the other job. If the, if the people see him comforting the people and they feel at ease with him as the president in this kind of crisis, he could walk into reelection quite easily. And I was on uh, Yahoo News. Yahoo News is an arm of ABC News. And for the most part, it is the liberal side of ABC News. It has some of the most horrific stories about the president and the president's supporters. Well, headline story. Trump's approval rating as he's handling this coronavirus. He's getting higher and higher approval ratings. In some polls, he's up to 20, he's up to a 60% approval rating for this uh, coronavirus. And that's with the liberal polling. And with that, Nancy Pelosi, she made herself look like an ass last week with this, this, this bill. Because you know damn well that the House and the Senate negotiated this thing with the White House because it would make, make them all look good. But, of course, what the, what the Democrats did was, well, they need to sign this, so what's going to happen is we're going to throw our little two cents in. We're going to throw the... Uh, the thing with uh, and uh, extended um, same day registration voting and things like that. you know the things we could cheat with made them look like asses. Even anytime you have Nancy Pelosi on television at this point, it's just pettiness. It's just whining because they have very relevant at this point. It's not surprising yeah. that Adam Schiff came out today and said, we're going to start investigating how he handled this. We're going to have the same kind of, we're going to have like Katrina-like hand yeah. appearance. Yeah. We're going to have 9-11 appearance. You know, it's like Pearl Harbor all over again in our bloodstream. I know. Here's the funny They're thing, though. They can, be, they can be blamed because this thing started, it started to rear its ugly head in December. And what were they doing in December? Let's think. Oh, yeah, that's right. The phony impeachment thing. So this carried well, through January. Say, they're just going to say, well, it just, it's, it's just happenstance that this virus happened while we were trying to impeach the president. Oh, but he's done yeah, a horrible yeah. job. Look, look at what he's been doing over the last two or three months since impeachment. And look at the number of dead bodies there. It won't right. be long until the, the media is going to start streaming out dead bodies. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> or they're going to start showing body bags. More than likely, ABC has a whole truck full of uh, body bags that they bought. They already, they already have. They already have. Yeah, they already have. They're going to keep going, too. And what's going to be next is they're going to start showing mass graves being dug in uh, Italy. But they're going to uh, do like PBS News and say, well, look, there's a mass grave here in New York City, uh, in Orange, New York, right of, uh, just outside of New York City, where we have the first mass grave with 1,500 uh, victims of uh, Donald Trump's uh, COVID-19. Yeah, it's Trump's fault. Yeah, that, that's the next phase, because <clears throat> how much the media has been trying to blame the president and 
for not acting fast enough and not doing this and not doing that, it's not working. His poll numbers are still going up. And even the the governors who praised him three weeks ago are now condemning him to a certain extent because they still need him. But they're condemning him. They're talking about how bad he is and how he's worthless in this situation. Which brings me to this. Everything the president has done is within the bounds of federalism, which is what the Constitution is all about. Federalism. Why didn't the president call New Orleans to cancel Mardi Gras? Because that's what the mayor of New Orleans and the governor of Louisiana were elected for. Right. Like the the parades that happened in, in New York City, the, uh, Chinese New Year parade, the this and that parade, even even to a lesser extent, uh, Times Square on New Year's Eve. How many people in that crowd had Corona? We would never know. But why did no why did Trump call and tell uh, <clears throat> Mayor uh, Governor Guido to cancel that? Because that's not federalism. What these people are forgetting is There are 50 individual states That are bound together in one union There's 50 presidents We call them governors That they oversee the day-to-day operations of the state And if the president of the United States Has to intercede It's going to be because There is a national emergency Or a natural emergency or a federalized emergency within that state. That is what federalism is all about. I just think it's awful. Awful. I mean, I just think it's outrageous. I mean, give it up, Adam. I mean, they just won't give it. They get up in the morning thinking, how can I get rid of him? What can we pin on him? Interesting enough, um, I just went to Yahoo's uh, head page again. And headline, more than uh, 4,400 dead in the United States from coronavirus, surpassing the death toll from 9-11. So there's yeah, the media are. linking the two events. Yeah, but that was a one-day event. It wasn't a disease. No, but that one-day event last is still going on. The, the death toll from that is still going on. But yeah. the idea sure. of you're correlating the two together. That 9/11 happened, the people died. Horrible day in American history. This is another age, but we're going to compare it to this. Mm-hmm. And of course, they did the same. They're going to have the same thing. I'm pretty sure when uh, the death toll surpasses the uh, 
the death toll from the Iraq war. They're going to be they're going to correlate the two of those as well. Mm-hmm. It's just how the media works. It's not right, but it, that's how the media works. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. Anyone have any topics to bring up? Um, Y'all can hang loose for 10 more minutes. I got a bunch. But I just need you to hang loose about 10 more minutes. Okay. One of my friends as government checks go out, remember this. If you cash the check, not only is Donald Trump your president, he's also your sugar daddy. America first. (laughs) I like that. I think I think the night before those checks come out, Trump should have a national address that says, "These are my reparation checks for uh, coronavirus." <laughs> if you cash the, the the corona reparations are coming, so in the next day, people can, can be honking on the streets, going, "Got my reparations check." Yeah, that's my free Obama phone. My hot night. Obama phone. Yeah. I'm going to get an Obama phone. Well, that's all fun and games, but let's. What's going to happen next? You're going to have. Yes, I'm, I'm not sure if y'all know Friday the unemployment numbers for March come out. I know. And those can be within the double figures. This is what I'm saying, that this could be a a plot to take him down because now the stocks are crashing more, the unemployment. Well, the, 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 stocks are, the stock market... Don't worry about the stock market. The stock market is a number that the that the media shows to, that really doesn't mean as as much as you think it does. And the reason why it's going up and down right now is because of the uncertainty. They don't know when the hell this virus is going to pass and Americans get back to work. So you have people speculating. And yeah, and there's you have, earnings that are, you have you have earnings that came out that are that are coming in and out, and it's it, it's it's a it's a mess. For the most part, stocks are a mess. And we have a recession because people can't get out and spend money as they want. No, we don't have a recession yet. If we get a recession, it's not going to be until after the election. It's going to be be around the election if if it's declared a recession. But But that looks bad on him. But that looks bad on President Trump. Oh, I think people overlook that. Well, well I would hope so. Here's the, here's the issue: if it if the if a recession happens because of the president, that's one thing. But if it happens because of something the president can't control, that's another. And it wouldn't be it wouldn't be unheard of him to be reelected in the middle of a recession. I don't think it's gonna. If we have one, it's not gonna be as bad as the one in two thousand and eight. I don't believe that. I think the fundamentals of the economy are well enough that 
once this thing is at a point where we can leave our homes, I think we're going to have a surge in the economy. Especially, you, you have a few factors that's leading up to a wonderful summertime. You have low gas prices. You have people with an influx of money, extra capital in, in some cases. And that, that's a good recipe for economic growth, especially when you have people who have been cooped up in a house in, for over a month and limited to what you can do in that month. If all you can do is go to the grocery store maybe once a week to get supplies, and now you're let loose, you're, you have free reign, and especially if school's out, and what have you, uh, look for Memorial Day. Between Memorial Day and the 4th of July, that's when most of the peaks should have happened. That's when the country should be returning to normal. And look for people to go on vacation. Look for people to say, the hell with staying in the house another five minutes. Let's go to the beach. Let's go to the mountains. Let's go somewhere. Let's go to Disney World. Let's go to Disneyland because they're closed right now. So between Memorial Day and the 4th of July, it starts. And by the time Labor Day happens, you're going to have a huge boom in the economy. Look for the, third, the second and third quarter to be quite interesting especially the third quarter. And those numbers are going to come out right around the election, and Trump can say, listen, we, we had a – it was horrible in the second quarter. I'll admit that, but it wasn't my fault. It was the fault of the Chinese. And watch for Trump to start blaming the Chinese more on this. Because if it wasn't for the Chinese holding back information, the world would have known earlier and could have prevented things from happening. Yeah, we're lucky he's a germaphobe. Yeah, really. And as far as America right now has more debt than China, you got to realize something about a communist regime. For example, you will never know the number of people who died in Chernobyl because mm-hmm. the Soviets will co- have covered that up. You will never know the, pe- the number of victims of coronavirus in China because the Chinese government have co- has covered it up. And for the most part, they swept into Wuhan and the surrounding provinces, oh, and anyone who sneezed more than twice, they took them somewhere and shot them, and they yeah. put them in mass graves. Yeah. There are two doctors that's, now. That's how China has a hold of the uh, the virus right now. Yeah, one doctor's missing, and the other doctor uh, died. I think he was given something. No, I think I think some of Hillary's friends got to him. <laughs> Diane Feinstein. No, they were telling the truth about this thing, and they were warning the world that this was coming. And all of a sudden, they went missing. But you'll never get the truth out of 
China, which is no, why I'm wondering China. why why are we even doing business with that country? Bill Clinton. No, George H. W. Bush. George H. W. Bush uh, gave China most favored nation status for trade. As a result, the Chinese on the national on the uh, UN Security Council did not veto uh, George um, the first Gulf War. That's what that 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 that's when it came about. What's the Gulf because War they, got to do with China? Because during during the first Gulf War, the United States needed the backing of the UN to go into to go liberate Kuwait. And there are five permanent members of the UN Security Council, the United States, the Great Britain, France, the Soviet Union at the time, or Russia, and China. Uh, in, up until 73, I believe, the Chinese delegation to the UN was Taiwan. Then it was switched to the communist mainland Chinese. And in order for the United States to go to war in uh, Iraq the first time, but to liberate Kuwait, they needed, uh, they had to get uh, China to abstain. And that's when George Bush announced the most favorite nation status with China, and that started the ball rolling with the uh, with the manufacturing and the trade between the China and China, uh, China and the United States. It was perpetuated by uh, by Clinton, but it, it started with George W. Bush. And Obama did nothing. Well, Obama's worthless. We all know that. Yeah. They were wondering. I was reading an article. That they were wondering why President Trump has not looked at the playbook from Obama during the H1N1 crisis. Maybe it's because Obama he wants waited. To, because he wants to save lives? And he wasn't no, he he waited, going to play golf every day? He waited eight months declare a national emergency. He didn't issue a travel ban. He didn't close borders. He didn't have stay-at-home orders. Everything was normal as you please, please. Just go out, mingle, have a good time, go drinking, and 12,000 people died. Well, I know that. You know that. The media is never going to publicize that. For the most part, all, pre- all President Trump, um, Obama did was uh, play golf and basketball. Yeah. He was, he was pretty much a figurehead for Valerie Jarrett and George Soros. Exactly. But all these people putting the blame, why don't you criticize that? Why don't you come out and say something again? Oh, no, we can't do that. Because that would mean, oh, my goodness. We would be criticizing. Oh. Remember the old adage. You don't get criticized unless you're really doing something right, especially if you're Donald Trump. You have the media that's attacking him. 
constantly on this corona thing. Well, he didn't he didn't do things early enough, or this and that. The fact that he that they're criticizing him, that means he's doing something right. If yeah. the media says nothing about you, that means if they say nothing about you, that just means um, you're irrelevant. Well, then they would never. As much as they are. They would never criticize Obama. Ever. They're committed believers. Mass murder. And they would have never said a word about it. It's that... We've been we've been barking up that tree for so long now. It's 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 laughable. Uh-huh. It's, it's still the same media okay. that thinks Jimmy Carter was the greatest president of the 20th century. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that why we stood in line to get gas. <laughs> oh, that's before your time. I don't remember that. I well, don't you know that. that uh, Ronald Reagan stole the election with the help of the Russians? I mean, the Soviets? Oh, yeah. Did he really? Oh, my goodness. Wow. Of course, George W., he stole the election from Al Roker. Al Roker. Al Gore. Albacore Gore? Yeah. Spotted Al Gore. Well, they're both quasi weathermen, so uh, that works. Al Roker, Al uh, Gore, interchangeable. Uh, <laughs> I can't stand Al Roker. He's so liberal. Oh come on! You didn't hear the story about when he shot himself at at the White House. He was uh, praising Obama, and then then he thought it was a fart, and it wasn't a fart. And he had to go and uh, and change his drawers in in the in the White House uh, press bathroom. God, which means he's been full of shit for a long time. Of course, we know that. I like I like the guy before him. Oh, who, what was his name? Ah, oh. God. You know, he was always funny, and he always remembered people's hundredth birthdays and. Oh, um, I know he was a Ronald McDonald at one time. He was tall, very tall. Um, God, what was his name? Let's see. Uh, oh, this one. It was William Scott. Willard Scott. Yep. Always funny. He can't. He retired. (laughs) He said, 
today's Willard Scott is such a rich hire. So what's even the point of living to be a hundred anymore? <laughs> They were even going after Judge Jane Liberal Media. Oh, we lost Mark again. Um, she had trouble. Um, welcome back, Mark. I was just saying how Liberal Media, it's Willard Scott who it was. Um, they're even going after Judge Janine after she had um, technical difficulties on her end uh, starting her show, which she was doing from her house. And I think it was 10 minutes into the show before she finally made it on. And liberal media is now calling her an alcoholic and drunk. And God, these people. She has cancer. Has have we forgotten that? Isn't she still being treated for cancer? I don't know. Wait, who has cancer? Judge Judge Mm -hmm. Janine had cancer. Oh. Hey, if if little Fredo uh, Cuomo was doing the news from his house for a while now, how did he get (laughs) COVID-19? Shadowing those. Was he leaving his million-dollar apartment in Manhattan to go eat somewhere, maybe? Or was he going – what was he doing that he got out of the house and caught COVID-19? like his brother. Yeah, I wish he, he would have his mouth. I, think. I wish he, he would have his mouth. I don't hope he gets it, but maybe his mouth will. Like all these people. Joe Scarborough. Uh huh. I've been gone my whole life without seeing that nipple ring. Morning, Joe proclaimed. We were on top of this in early January. We saw it coming. Yeah, you saw it coming. (laughs) Well, that's been debunked. It says here that. Hero um, revealed in her last book, Myers, Lakers, and Liberals, um, that she was diagnosed with cancer in 2012. Right. She beat it. Yeah. All right. I like her. So, so, I want to clarify a few things that I wasn't able uh, to clarify. Uh-oh. That happened on this call. Everybody numero uno. We'll start with numero uno. Okay. Um, I heard some chitter-chatter about running the numbers, the death numbers up uh, to hurt Trump. They're running the death numbers up, but they're not running the death numbers up to hurt Trump because that's not going to hurt Trump. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh oh. He's coughing. (laughs) 
You need a doctor? If we were in China, he'd be dead already. <laughs> Somebody would have shot him with pneumonia for sure. Yeah. yeah. Poor one. Fabian. Poor Superman. We missed him. Mm-hmm. But he's met his wife tonight. But we love him very yes. much. <laughs> as much as you all don't want to know this, I aspirated on stomach bile. Ugh. Oh, thanks for sharing that. Now I have to go something. I figured you guys would want to know that. Me and the phone above all your nose. Yeah, please. What? Mute the phone and go blow your nose. I don't need to blow my nose. Well, that helps. Clear it out. I aspirated. I know what that is. Yeah, so do I. Can lead to pneumonia and death. And COVID-19. <laughs> do, do, do you need um, some of my cat food that's good for hairball treatment? Wow. Hey, there'd be a lot of happy people if I were to die. Not me. It'd be a party. No. Not There'd be no. some people show up just to, just to confirm I'm dead. I would suggest that when you when you get your stimulus package, put a big life insurance policy on him. <laughs> I'm sure you could get a, a few million dollars for only uh, for, for very cheap. Net. You know, Amanda suggested last night that we get life insurance policies on each other. That's a wonderful idea. Yeah. And you can call Big Lou because Big Lou is just like you. He's on white. Except for he's only on number two. <laughs> yeah. I like those uh, And notify so Rachel Madchow because she can let it linger for at least a year. Leave Wesley Crusher alone. Ever since Star Trek can't, w- w- uh, ended, he has nothing to do. Okay, Ooh. so... <laughs> So let's go back to cooking the numbers. The numbers being cooked in these Democratic cities, and by the way, I heard something else of the next thing that you're going to see are people digging mass graves. Well, the prisoners of Rikers Island are actually digging a big grave Uh on some other island where they bury people. They're being paid $6 an hour to dig multiple graves. Okay. Now, listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it to everybody like this. Okay. Yes. In New York City, you're going to expect the COVID-19 to be a little higher. Okay. You're going to expect it to be higher. That's just the way it is. People are crammed in. They're going to get it. He didn't close the flights and all that stuff, though, either. 
What the problem is, and and that's where I'm going with this. What the problem is is that these same people that want all this stuff, whether it be ventilators, hospital beds, masks, gloves. Listen, the last three administrations were warned of pandemics, okay? Now, I'm just going to tell you, in the Bush administration, I don't remember that report. I I wasn't privy to that, which means it wasn't very high up on the list of things at the time. So I can't say how long they knew about it. But I can say that President Bush did take the steps of stockpiling a lot of medical supplies. Okay. But look, well, for years they've told us they were we were going to get a dirty bomb. This is a dirty bomb without the explosion. Well, let me explain to you what happened to all this medical equipment that had begun to be stockpiled under the Bush administration. Okay? It went to Africa. Oh Obama ordered all kinds of stuff. I mean, we had stockpiles of antibiotics. We had stockpiles of vaccines. I mean, we had we had a pretty good stockpile of a little bit of everything. And our stockpiles were dwindling. Down to our cheese. And all of you have heard me talk about government cheese. Well, they no longer make the government cheese for American citizens, but by hell, they make it for every other country. I say we start a petition. We want government cheese. That's right, by well, God. Then- the nations will certainly get on that because they love that government cheese. Hey, listen, there ain't nothing better than a grilled cheese. Oh, sandwich. I know. That, takes lots of <laughs> that government cheese. Me and, me and the Sue got a big loaf of it for a wedding present. Of course. We barely got <laughs> off the reservation with the whole thing. <laughs> so, now let's move on to the next point. We've talked about the mass graves. Democrats being irrelevant. Yes, Democrats are hugely irrelevant. If you look at all the coverage, all the media coverage, the top news network in the country and the highest ratings ever, Fox News. So what does that tell you? Okay. So let me put it to you this way. <coughs> Here's what that needs to tell you. Is that, number one, when a crisis happens, people trust right-leaning individuals. Okay? They know that Fox is going to give you both sides of an argument. If anybody watches Fox during the day, that's exactly what happens. Okay? The president goes on Fox. He interacts with Fox. So everybody's listening to Fox. Who has the lowest rating? Well, CNN and PMS NBC. Now, why is that? From a political standpoint, I heard somebody mention earlier that this is all political. And you are absolutely correct. (laughs) Every bit of this is political. But, the political part of this has backfired on those that tried to make it political. 
So let me explain. When President Trump closed the borders and said, look, it's the China virus, which, by the way, most networks were calling it anyway. It's the China virus, the Wuhan virus, whatever you want to call it. Well, you're a racist, you're a xenophobe. When he shut down the borders to Europe, how dare you? You're evil, you nationalist bastard. Well, we find out within 24 hours of each of those decisions that they were very prudent. Okay, so everybody enjoy the corona. Go to the park. Have a good time. This is not a big deal. And I will admit I'm one of those that believe that to some degree this is being overblown. Okay? But now those same people that said, hey, go to the park, have fun, have a quick out, ignore the president, blah, 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 are the ones hollering, we need martial law. We need to turn everything into government. We need to make them do what we want them to do, bend them to our will. And the president has enacted it, okay? Don't let anybody fool you. GM did not want to make those ventilators. No. GM wanted to make a few ventilators at the highest of prices. And President Trump said, uh, no. So President Trump said, you're going to make them, and we're going to pay you fair market value for them. Okay? So that's that. But the political part of this, and and the politics of this, is going to play out in Trump's favor. And let me tell you why. So the Democrats have tried to make it sound like Trump was behind the eight ball. Americans know he wasn't. More importantly, his base and independents know that he was on top of it. Okay? Number one. Number two, when you really... Number two, when you look at how it's been handled, okay, let's talk about how this has been handled. The president has come out every single day. He's updated people with the information he had at the time. Some of it's turned out not to be accurate or it's changed or whatever the case may be, but he's come back out and said, okay, we need to adjust this. Okay. Well, the president's not to be believed. Yesterday, knowing what it was going to do to the stock market, he comes out and he says, hey, we need to prepare for 200,000 deaths. Is that a high number? On the grand scale of population, no. But are we going to reach that number? I don't think so. But I think that they're trying to prepare The president has demonstrated during this crisis that he is a leader. He's setting the tone. He's setting the expectations. Right. Every president has that chance to lead. Okay. Reagan had a couple of chances. Most ironically, the one that really shaped how the world saw him was when he fired all of the air traffic controllers. Not a big deal. Okay, it really is not a huge deal that he fired them on the grand scheme of things, but the world saw it that, look, he ain't going to screw around. George W. Bush or George H.W. Bush's moment came 
when Saddam Hussein decided to go into little old Kuwait. And he said, look, we ain't going to put up that shit. Time to fix that little problem. And so we kicked their ass in about 100 hours. Bill Clinton had his defining moment, his chance to lead. Okay, he had a couple. The one where he did best was the Welfare Reform Act. Then George W. Bush, I don't even need to say it, 9-11. Now we come up to Barack Obama. Barack Obama's chances to lead, he came with several. But I'm reminded back to the H1N1 swine flu epidemic. And I'm reminded how long it took the federal government to even act, even though the CDC was saying, look, we need to, we need to do something. Okay, so number one, number two, and this one, this one's important too, that Obama knew, Obama was given a briefing multiple times where they said, look, it's only a matter of time, and like Tammy said, here comes a dirty bomb, it's only a matter of time before this happens, and we need to address it. Well, he never did. And then here comes President Trump. Now, President Trump's had multiple chances to lead. He's led, as far as I'm concerned, um, very well. And so here comes this pandemic. The rhetoric is done. He's come out. He has set the stage, set the tone, and he is being a president. Okay? Like him. Hate him agree with how he does things outside of this, and I can find no fault in what he's done. He's put together a team of the top businesses in the country and says, how do we solve this? So from the political aspect of it, Trump gets an A, Democrats get a C- minus or a D. A couple of Democrats are doing okay. They're, they're being very smart not to put this at the president's feet. Because remember what I told you guys in politics. When a race is nationalized, Republicans will win every time. When there's a national crisis, people want Republicans in charge. And that's that. Joe Biden. Okay, and it was I was itching so bad to jump in here when I heard somebody mention jumping Joe calling the White House willing to have a discussion with Trump about his strategy. Uh, no. That is nothing more than Joe Biden trying to get FaceTime. Okay? And that's exactly what it is. Joe Biden's trying to get a little FaceTime. And he doesn't. He is so. It, it kind of saddens me, really. I've never seen a presidential candidate in my lifetime be as irrelevant 
as he is. And that's saying something, given Michael Dukakis and, uh, oh, shoot, guy from Minnesota. Oh, uh, Walter Mondale. Yeah, Mondale. Okay. Mondale's going to go well, down in history sure. as the – go ahead. I'm pretty sure you're going to have uh, Joe Biden in the tank pretty soon going, we're going to battle Corona to the end with Willie Horton. <laughs> well, I feel sorry for, for the Biden family. I really do. They're being used. All right. Anybody got anything they want to discuss? Well, I guess I take that as a big fat no. They're like, we were discussing shit while you were working. All right. Well, in that case, remember, you got to stand for something. You fall for anything. Freedom isn't free. Thank your nurses, doctors, soldiers for all that they're doing in this issue. Keep your fellow Americans and worldwide citizens in your prayers and pray that Iran is not stupid enough to try and attack any of U.S. interests because this would not be the time to do it. This is the political Superman saying, have a good night, everybody. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.